is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Dustin Cross, and we cover a little bit of everything from relationships in the industry to teaching at Princeton, being present, and work-life balance. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Dustin Cross. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Dustin Cross. Dustin, thank you for joining me for a very special part two. My gosh, I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a great conversation because we can skip all of the uh, beginning steps and you join a small group of people <laughs> who have now been on the show t- uh, twice, <laughs> which is just... I love that. I love that. <laughs> Before we jump in here, just to set a little context, you're down in Miami right now. I'm up in New York. You're working on a, a fun piece of theater, a unique piece of theater, if you will. Yes. Um, you know, at... And industrial, I can't say much more about it, but it's it's fun. A, a one-off. We love a one Which is always exciting. I have to ask, yeah. without saying too much about it, because this is so unique, and I know it's like a dance because we can't say too much about it, can you talk at all about how you joined the project, how it came to be in your, you know, your agenda? Yeah. Um, Twelve years ago, I worked with the director um, on a nymph show. If we all remember Nymph, we <laughs> where you had two weeks to put up a full Broadway production um, with a huge string, a nickel, and a toothbrush as your costume supplies, uh, <laughs> and you loaded in and out of the theater the day of. It was it was amazing. But we became really close friends during that, and we have stayed in touch. And since then, he's moved into this corporate world of theater, and whenever we get a chance, he brings me on to work with him. So this sort of just fell into our our shared universe, which is exciting. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that because I think relationships in the industry are so important, so important. And I think Absolutely. we had a conversation about that years ago when you were first on the show. But it's it's so interesting to hear how you can connect the dots to these very unique opportunities and how you really don't know what's coming. <laughs> it's it's so true. I mean, I, I will say as of. Last night, I was on a plane on the way down here last night, and an old connection reached out and was like, hey, you want to do a show in Chicago in April? So it's just, it's so important to cultivate those relationships. And they, beyond that, I mean, just like a garden, and this seems like such a weird metaphor, but you water it, you watch it grow, you watch it flourish, and that's your career. I love that. I love that. And how has it been, you know, views, staying on this theme of views of relationships in the industry, how have you been maintaining maintaining them, again, over a year ago when we weren't really so much in person through this time? Is there anything that comes to mind? Um, I, I mean, I joined quite a few different Zoom groups while we were in um, the, the, the shut-in, the lockdown, whatever you will call it. Um, in that in that pandemic world, um, you know, just keeping in touch with a director group, uh, fellow costume designers, um, which was the Costume Coalition, which we were very active during um, the pandemic, just to make sure that the hundreds of thousands of people that live in New York and the surrounding areas that build costumes, people knew that they were suffering as much. It wasn't just the designer the actors on stage. It was really that larger group. Mm. So that was a big one. I mean, just yeah, really attending those meetings and making sure that uh, as much as I needed a mutual connection to give that back to people, mm. because as we all remember, you sat in your house on this little box and um, 
you know, that was your day. So, yeah, I think it was, that was, that was a really important time um, to take the moment to take a breath and, and reconnect to relationships. Hmm. Did, did it change? I also, go for it. Sorry, go ahead. I also taught during that time at Princeton, which was a huge learning experience to have students who, first year of college and second year of college who weren't um, weren't used to this way of communication just on screen and and us learning that together me being you know I'll say this number and maybe we can edit this out later but being 20 years older than at them at some point um, and you know just taking my knowledge of what this world is and theirs and and learning how to communicate that way did you were there any standout lessons in communication or listening through you know educating these younger generations oh gosh this that's a loaded question and i love it um i will say okay so we'll just go from the zoom perspective first of all the listening and the communicating through that we all know is a challenge Mm. because i don't know when you're going to say something so i have to wait until you're completely finished to be like okay i can talk now otherwise we just get a jumbled mess um, I will say beyond that, it something that I took out, and I'm a I'm a very big planner, um, so I need to know like I calculate days down to minutes. I feel like with this younger generation, it was, um, and this is, there's nothing wrong with this. It's actually refreshing, and I've sort of taken a page from this this um, flow of life where we feel like you can just move from one project to the next without as much planning. Mm. Um, So I think it was cultivating those two worlds because all of a sudden we had this computer screen that told us you have from three to four and at 3.50, we're going to try and shut you off of this thing. And then you have this mentality of uh, this younger generation of let's come together and talk about this for hours on end um, and create together. So I think it really, uh, taught me a new way of listening, I will say, and taking anxiety out of conversation. Mm. Um, Just not trying to get to the end without making the solution together in that Mm. time that's allotted. Mm. That's a a really interesting point you bring that up because uh, there's been a back and forth, I think, for a lot of people on communication since the pandemic, you know, some people are just completely adverse to going out into groups anymore. <laughs> and like, I'm good. I, <laughs> and other people, you know, are, have become even more communicative or just, you know, removing that anxiety or, or gaining more anxiety. It seems that it's, everyone has taken something different from, you know, this change in how we. It's so true. Yeah. Um, I, I will say there was a social anxiety when we finally all got back to hanging groups. Um, but it, it's a welcomed anxiety now, I feel. Yeah. It, it was very different getting into it, but it is, I think it's much needed. I need an in-person connection. Yeah. Um, as much as I appreciate that this is a platform that we were able to connect on, I think back five years ago and I thought FaceTime was such a big thing. And now Zoom is, it, it's the reality. Yes. Um, I now ask for Zoom meetings. You know, it's like, oh, I don't think I can make it into the theater today. Can we Zoom this? 
people are like, no, we're not using that any longer. <laughs> it's, you know, it's actually, even, even with this podcast, every single interview I had done before the pandemic, obviously, was in person. I mean, that was just what happened. Absolutely. And by nature, was a glass of wine. Yes. Well, of course. Yes. Oh, yeah. At the, at the, at the dinner table. But um, since then, I'm, I will always opt for this. It's just, I don't know. It seems to be a little bit easier. I mean, certainly sure. I don't have to travel as much. Um, Post pandemic, if you will, the last year, um, we talked previously about changes you've made that have increased positivity and decreased negativity. If you have any answers to that again, great. If not a part two to it, uh, has anything else or anything different become more important to you as a result of everything that's happened over the last, you know, two years? Sure. I will. Um, I'll start with this. Yes. Still preaching positivity. Still, it, it must, must, must exist in um, in the theater for any collaborative effort to to work and flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, what this post-pandemic or current pandemic world um, that we exist in now, I've realized more than anything is go ahead and stack the projects on top of each other because we all do it. Mm. And it is just a way of this career. But make sure that you're present in each project that you go to. So if you visit four theaters in a day, a lot of the time within your soul and mind to be present in those theaters for that moment. Do not take the call, the Zoom call, if you can, while you're in the theater focusing on that show. That's their time. That's your time with them. Mm. Um, and that was a big uh, take from this this whole reality that became a part of our life. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll say mm. it, it really is. It's valuing, valuing that connection, valuing that time that you have, because it makes you think you can lose it all in a second again. Um, we had the the fortunate um, time together that was pre-pandemic to do this interview the first time. And there were so many things going on. And then we hit that March 13th date, which will always be remembered by theater people, mm-hmm. um, where in a matter of six hours, I lost 22 shows for the next two years. Um which to that point had been my everything, my reality, um, my rock. Mm. And I was back to three bucks, two bags, one me moving to New York City for the first time um, is what it felt like. Uh, And it's it was it was scary. It's so crazy to look back at it again, because, you know, all of a sudden our calendars are are booked and and blessed, if you will. Sure, sure. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, just to think that that was a reality. So really, really taking those moments, grounding yourself in the theater, appreciating that this is what we do for a living. um, Yeah, I think that that is the most important thing that I've learned out of this. You know, it's interesting because we're going into like a, I don't know. I mean, I want to say, this past June was like a full year of the theater industry, like really like people really being back in New York, even though a lot of theaters didn't open their shows, you know, September, October, I guess of last year. Right. But even through this past year and through now, I mean, we just passed Halloween. It feels like these, it feels like these holidays have become more uh, important to everyone. You know, there was, I think it's very interesting how the energy 
surrounding the weekend or holidays, I do that in air quote, you know, federal or otherwise, have become <laughs> have become more important. People are people are much more willing, I think, to unplug, take a second for themselves, you know, and recalibrate as opposed to just powering through. Absolutely. And I think uh, I celebrate that run with it, keep celebrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, we, we lost so much connection for so long. There's so much lost time to make up for. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it really tells you, it, it sounds so for lack of better words, it sounds corny because we grew up hearing people say like value every moment, <laughs> um, you know, make the most of each situation. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 that's that's great. Sure. And then you lose it yourself and there is nothing else you can do. But, you know, celebrate the fact that you figured you figured out how to rhinestone a new heel on a pair of shoes or, you know, it really is. I mean, take the fact that your assistants have just gone above and beyond any expectation you had for the day. And you all go out to lunch or a cocktail after rehearsal. Like, it's just... It is that moment that's necessary. I love that. Has this affected your work-life balance? Do you find yourself taking more time to unplug or pause? Or, um, I will say, I will say yes to that question. Yes, and yes, and okay. <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> um, I yes, I do take more moments now. Um, have I mastered that? No, I don't think any of us have. We're so we're so, and I'm speaking for myself, hungry to be back, that it is that game of reminding yourself that five projects is too many at one time or six projects or whatever you have, you know? Yeah. Um, and that maybe it is, hey, you know what? I met this great artist while we were all doing this reconnecting time. Why don't you talk to them? And I'm happy to be a mentor on this project because they're, they're a newer artist. Um, and sort of building relationships that way and growing the business that way. Because if you look at it, costume design as a whole, there are a lot of participants. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of participants who are not recognized members of this, of this society that we have. And it's just, it's necessary to bring them into it so that we have new thoughts and new ideas, um, new goals, to, to look forward to, to keep up with. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.